Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back for another awesome episode of the Coppreneur Path podcast. This morning, I have Wesley Henderson with me from Drafted Legal. But before we get into that, guys, you know that I I value your feedback. I value the reviews that you share, and I love it when I see new reviews come in about the podcast. And of course, I love to be able to share those on the air and kind of give a shout out to to those that leave those reviews. So I've got one review here to share that just came in last week. It's from Dr. Sitna, and he gave five stars for the podcast. He says, you have to listen. If you are a current LEO or retired LEO with a side hustle, this podcast is a must. From marketing, web design, etc. Adam brings on excellent guests who've been down the road of hard knocks and success. Those guests share their experiences to your benefit and success. I wish I would have found this podcast earlier in my Leo to CEO journey. Dr. Sitna, thank you so much for that awesome review. And guys, again, don't forget, if you've been listening to the podcast and you'd like to leave a review as well, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps other coppreneurs find the show. All you need to do is go to leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review, and that will take you directly to where you need to go to leave a review on your favorite podcast listening app. All right. So Wesley Henderson, we've got Wesley Henderson here with us today, as I mentioned from Drafted Legal. Now, before anybody gives me a hard time about inviting an attorney onto the show, this is one of the good ones, guys. This is one of the good guys. So (laughs) Wesley Henderson, he likes to help entrepreneurs and he loves cops and wants to help out you guys as well, understand some of the nuances to starting a business from the legal perspective, how to form your business, what the different entities mean. We're going to get all into a lot of that on the show today, but he's also going to talk a bit about his company, Drafted Legal, and some really neat opportunities that they have in order to help the starting entrepreneur get up and running with your business and get, get legal things in place so that you're protected. So Wesley, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I will say uh, my first cousin's a police officer in uh, Walterboro, which is where I grew up. So I I certainly have the utmost respect for how difficult and challenging and hopefully sometimes rewarding that profession can be. I know this time is probably as as difficult as ever and and probably has people looking around for other uh, opportunities at times. Side hustle businesses are, are a good way to start. And so hopefully I can give you some Good, straightforward information to make that a little bit easier to, to contemplate as you look around and maybe already have an idea for uh, just a side extra income or just a passion project or even a full-time transition. But hopefully this will be a nice, helpful for you. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there out of the gate, Wesley. Right now, it just seems like more than ever, there are cops looking for other opportunities, right? Not only those that are pre-retirement, like, you know, they don't have enough years in yet to retire, but a a lot of the veteran cops on the job right now that have enough years in for retirement, they're leaving 
they're not sticking around. They're not choosing to, to continue pulling it through. The, there's just a lot of people leaving law enforcement. And we don't need to get into the political position on all of that today for this episode. But you're right. This is a time where there's a lot of challenges in law enforcement. And that, that is causing a lot of cops to at least look at what other opportunities there are out there and try to understand how to use their skills that they've gained in their law enforcement career to benefit them either in the private sector or as an entrepreneur. And so I'm excited to have Yang because I think this is a really unique opportunity to present to people. And so why don't you go ahead and just let us know what Drafted Legal is all about? What What is what is it that you guys are offering and how how can entrepreneurs leverage that? Yeah, absolutely. Adam, just kind of touching on what you're saying about people looking around. You know, there are a lot of challenges and, and sometimes things are feeling more going backwards or more difficult right now in, in some ways for police officers, I'd imagine the job's difficult. But if you look at these other opportunities, it's there's kind of never been a time with the opportunities that you have because of some of the things that the internet brings. And when I talk about oh, yeah. going backwards, sometimes, you know, I have three young boys and we've got, you know, like cell phones. They almost feel like they're actually a step backwards. But then I remind myself that uh, yeah. just in terms of their distraction and, you know, so I feel <laughs> like all the, the world of technology kind of is, is almost, yeah. you know, uh, Facebook and net uh, negative. But then yeah. I, I do remind myself, you know, especially like for your audience, the ability to start a business is easier now than ever. You know, mm-hmm. like we're on this video software that is, you know, I, I'm not familiar. You know, it's pretty simple. You can outsource VAs. You can out, you know, I'll talk about my legal product that'll that streamlines it compared to hiring a lawyer for thousands of dollars. You know, there's all these software as a service. And so you do have the ability also to connect with audiences you've never been able to connect with. So even take a look at your podcast, you're able to connect with police officers from, you know, all around the country and potentially the world. Whereas yeah. it, it not that long ago is just the coffee shop, you know, in, in your town uh, or maybe traveling on a, a book tour or something like that. So my view, I, I see a lot of the negatives just largely because I'm looking at my young kids and trying to, figure out how to, you know, control technology and some of these new, you know, toys. But I do remind myself, it does present a lot of excellent opportunity as well. So um, yeah, it's definitely kind of a leads me to, sword. to draft it as we, we basically tried to shortcut legal services for entrepreneurs. I run a full service law firm with my brother. I do business work entirely. Uh, we've got four lawyers here. We started at the end of 2014. So, you know, our, our pitches, I was doing employment and, uh, insurance defense work at the time left the big they call it big law these big law firms um, it was kind of soul-sucking for me it just wasn't finding my passion there I, I tell people really I felt like I had a an actual career change even though I just you know went from being a lawyer to still being a lawyer it was it was that big of a difference in terms of my enjoyment that I got out of it and I you know was able to kind of dive into areas that that I felt rewarding and that I just naturally enjoy, which is the business and working with business owners. So uh, as part of this sort of journey, we've grown a, a good bit and worked very hard at, you know, setting up our culture um, at our firm and, and have a, a good pace. But a, along that way, my brother has his fourth kid come in. I have three. We used to do a lot of kind of pro bono helping people just start up. Hey, here's the LLC you need. Here's the contracts you need. You know, 20 minute conversation, templates, that sort of stuff, just because we like it. 
but as our days shrink and our duties jump up and our ability to do that has shrunk and we've kind of turned it into what we think is more of an ability to do that by launching this separate company that streamlines it. And it's designed just for business owners. It's for the side hustle, for the new business. The idea is you don't particularly, you know, unless you're well capitalized, got a lot of money to spend, want to go spend, you know, two or three or $4,000 just to get legal stuff for a business you might not know is going to work. And I find that's sympathetic to me. I hear that. So we created these kind of prepackaged legal. It's not, I'm not your lawyer, you know, all those disclaimers. But I mean, you know that it's just templates and LLCs and it's a package to say, all right, I'm covered with the basics. Once I start making money, I'll go to a lawyer in a couple of years. And I got something really to protect. I'll dive in, but I'll be in a good place no matter what a couple of years from now, if I don't even think about it again. So that's the idea of it. It's kind of shortcut that whole process. I'm not going to give you 40 different options. It's just going to be do this, this, and this, and then look up and you'll be okay. Yeah. I, I love that concept because you know, I feel like along the path of entrepreneurship, there are several roadblocks along the way that normally trip people up, right? And especially in those early stages and in those roadblocks, they're not actually significant roadblocks that need to trip you up. They just seem big. Okay. They seem like big mountains to scale. And one of those is like setting up your accounts, right? Your accounting practices and your bookkeeping. But another one of those is the actual legal formation of your business. And I think people find that to be scary. And they, when they start to research it, when they recognize that that's the obvious next step to starting their, their business is uh, creating a legal formation of it. They start to do the, you know, Google searching and then you get, you get hit with all these, these terms that it's almost like insider language that you don't really understand if you're not in the world of business already, you don't have an MBA and you're like, and I think it's, it trips people up. They stop, they get overwhelmed because they're like, well, I don't know. Should I be a sole proprietor? Should I be an LLC? Should I, am I an S corp? Am I, uh, is this a partnership? What, what do I have to do if I'm a partner? Right? Like, so there's all these things. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that stop there because they just think, oh, I don't know how to do this and I can't afford to hire an attorney. And so I love this idea of you offering that guidance on what path to go down based upon their circumstances and then giving them these templates that are a lot cheaper than hiring an attorney just to get them started. Get, like you said, get that cash flow coming in, make them in the black, put them in the black, get them cash flow positive to a point where they're, they're making revenue and then look at hiring an attorney in order to refine things. So I guess since I threw it out there, why don't we start with the nuances of the different types of businesses and how how do you determine what to form your business as? Am I a sole proprietorship, an LLC, and so forth? What is the metric for that? Yeah, I'll tell you. This is going to be one of the few times you're going to get a as straightforward of an answer from a lawyer as you're going to get. And it'll be <laughs> just get an LLC and don't think anything else about it. But I'll, I'll explain a little bit why and some of the other entities and there are reasons to to go off of that but you're never going to be in a bad place with an llc so if i'm giving a blanket recommendation i feel very comfortable with everyone who's starting a you know a side hustle llc and you looking up you might you might shift off of that but you can always move to a corporation from an llc going the other way around it's usually uh you got to liquidate it's more difficult but here here's the basics of it a sole proprietor that means you just start selling lemonade, you know, at the front of your driveway. Didn't file anything, no tag, nothing. You're just trying to go make money. 
sounds easy enough, right? Well, it comes with a cost is that any harm you've caused to somebody, you know, any debt you take out, there's no liability shield. You don't get this wonderful liability shield that the LLC gives. So the LLC in comparison, you know, you basically get to choose what you're investing, how much you're risking, no different than however much you put in your retirement account or invest in a stock market. Same thing with this business, you're choosing what's at risk. So if you put $5,000 in the bank account, or you've made $5,000, and it's there, that's, that's really your risk. So it creates this liability shield. It's not the end all be all if you're running your business and punch someone in the face well that's an intentional tort and it kind of trumps it but if you're <laughs> if you're in good faith you know and someone let's say at my law office slips and in, injures their head that's an llc issue that's not a me individually issue so that's what you're trying to do is create this separate business and so when you do this llc i think one of the great side effects i guess in a positive way is that there's kind of a mindset shift that you see that happens as well. So it's, all right, I've been thinking about this idea, writing ideas down, listening to podcasts, da, da, da. It's kind of a, it's go time moment. You know, it's kind of the putting the uniform moment on. It's, all right, we're going to do it. You go get this LLC and you kind of take yourself a little bit more seriously. I think it presents more professionally. People ask about the templates. I think that you know, you've got an LLC, you've got these professional looking templates. There's a saying in in business that goes around says how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I don't know if I I carry that to the end of the earth, but there is something to it in that you're showing like, hey, this is how much I care about this business. And this is the type of service that you're going to get. It's very professionally done. And, you know, we're we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's. So I think there's a mental shift shift and a professionalism on top of the like, outrageously high bang for your buck on the liability shield. Again, that's like creating this separate business that you're running, but you're running, you're doing everything on behalf of the business. That's the idea. It's like you're the agent of the business. Yeah. I, you know, I heard a saying the other day and it's that uh, small hinges swing big doors, right? And that just means that um, sometimes we just need to do small things to make bigger impacts. And, and I think that that applies in this case because, you know, really when it comes down to it, it's not that hard to file an LLC. It's pretty straightforward. And as long as you have the template, like you're offering, it's really fill in the blanks and then filing that paperwork with your state. I mean, it's in it, the fees aren't really even very expensive. So there's really there in my mind, you're right. There really is no reason to. And, and I want to, I want to pause on the the topic of liability here for a second, because I think that's really important for us to unpack even further and maybe drive home a little bit with the audience here, because so many copreneurs, when they start their own businesses, so many of them are going into, you know, they're instructors uh, and trainers, they're starting training businesses, right? And they're training other law enforcement on various different skills, which is obviously a high risk area, right? And I know so many personally, personally, I know so many copreneurs that have their own training businesses that are running them as sole proprietors. And I feel like they're just putting themselves out there for, uh, they're asking for it, right? If they give bad advice and somebody comes back and pulls them into a lawsuit, because uh, even if it's not bad advice and somebody just wants to claim that it is right, uh, that, that ends up turning something sideways in a use of force situation or whatever in the real world, you know, on the street, I feel like they're just putting themselves out there to have liability personally and get sued. And you're right. The LLC 
provides that cushion, but there's just really no reason not to do it. Yeah, there's a there's going to be a big comfort. So the way that lawsuits work is anybody can sue anybody for any reason. And if there's an injury and a plaintiff's lawyer gets a hold of it, they're going to take they're going to add anybody under the sun that they can because they're just searching for as much money as they can get. And that's just the way it's going to happen. So what you want to be able to do is have an intact LLC, which has like your operating agreement. You know, you're signing on behalf of the LLC. There's just a few things, you know, you have a separate bank account. Um, and we explain all that stuff on our program on how to do it. Uh, but it's really simple. It's just keeping it separate so that if you did get sued, you're still sleeping at night knowing, well, it's at worst, it's the LLC and what's in that bank account. It's not, nobody's looking into my savings account or my, you know, my personal nest egg and all that sort of stuff. Another good place for it is is shopping just some inexpensive, you know, liability insurance is kind of another another yeah. wave there. One other thing I want to touch on, you mentioned S Corp just quickly. You're, you might have people seeing S Corp LLC. That's a bit of a misnomer. That's why I said just go with the LLC. You're going to see uh, you'll see people out there trying to convince you to file something in Delaware or do a, you know, some sort of corporation. All this stuff is way more expensive than you need to do. You need to just do a home state LLC. An S corp is actually a tax filing. It's an S election. So you can be an LLC that files as an S. So it's like, you know, you would go to an accountant who files a one page document that will save, save you some taxes. So it's usually recommended, but it's not an either or it's a, and you can be an LLC and an S elect, you know, it's an added thing. And, And briefly on just for people putzing around the internet, Somebody says go to Delaware or Wyoming or Nevada. And those states do have good reputation for good laws, but they usually protect shareholders for corporations and things like that. You still like, you know, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. If I got a an LLC in Wyoming, I still would have to file in the state of South Carolina. So it's like you're just doing double the work. And uh, right. it, it's rarely this would be more of a nuanced answer for someone. If you were like a corporation raising money. Yeah, you'd have to look at it because uh, that's what investors want. But, you know, if you're running training, instruction, selling product, that sort of stuff, just I mentioned just so you don't get sidetracked by a sales pitch online to go file something you don't need to. Yeah, no, thank you for that. LinkedIn is an incredible social media platform to be on if you're a business professional who is looking to grow your reach. But how do you play the algorithms to your advantage in order to get more eyeballs on your posts? There are a number of different methods that all factor into a holistic and well-rounded strategy, but I'm going to share with you just one trick that I've been seeing success with personally. It's called newsjacking. The algorithm is designed to recognize topics that are trending and give any posts that are about that topic a higher priority in the feed. If that topic is about a current event, especially on a national or worldwide level, that is even more so the case. When I'm newsjacking, I begin by doing a bit of research in three different places. First, I go to Google Trends, and then a simple Google search for trending news, and then the LinkedIn news column. All three of these methods show you what is currently trending in the news. Try to identify news pieces that are relevant to your niche and your expertise, things that you can offer an authoritative opinion on. 
Then simply share the link to the news piece as a post with your thoughts on the topic. The algorithm is likely to give your post some extra juice, which will of course drive more views, more engagements, more comments, and more connections, which will organically grow your overall reach. The Business Brief is sponsored by LEO2CEO.com. Everything you need to grow your post-law enforcement business. Um, if we could shift gears just a little bit, one of the other things that I know I personally got stuck in the weeds on when starting my own business was my business name. It's actually kind of a funny story because when I started my business, I had it set in my mind, you know, oh, this is the name that I want, right? And so I didn't really do any research. I just started my business and started operating under th that name. Well, when I went to go actually file all of my paperwork, I found out that there was actually somebody else using the same exact business name in my state, providing the same exact type of services I was. Mm. And they had been doing it for eight years. And so it was this huge setback for me because all of a sudden I was like, well, crap. Now everything I've put in and invested into using that name, setting up all of my, my paperwork and my invoicing system and my creating a logo and all of this uh, registering domains and setting up a website. And I'm like, now I've got to start over from square one. And so how, how can other entrepreneurs avoid that? How do we find out where can we search to find if our business name that we want to use is already being used or not? And how do we protect that when we move forward with it? I'm very sympathetic to that situation. I've seen it a few times with clients and it'll be even as small as a one person shop. We had a, a dispute here in Charleston where there were two one person shops doing home inspections, same name. So it, it, it can be a small world. And then also as we were creating drafted legal, we went through a couple of names, obviously knowing what to look out for, but you do fall in love with a name and then it kind of is a, you know, you, talk to your wife, you know, you start to use it and use it and you kind of fall in love with it and it can be hard to part from it. What I would encourage people to do is not fall in love with any of them until you search through uh, various places. The first is the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And I have a checklist I can put on maybe like a uh, a link you can put in the show notes or something. Yeah. yeah um, and it's just three or four places. So it's the USPTO.gov and there's a trademark search. So you'll throw your name in there. If it's in there and someone's in the same industry, you're just going to have to find a new name. It's just the way it is. They own it. You also want to look, you know, for domains, hashtags, like any usage of it. So the, the trademark on that website is that's who owns that trademark name. But then people can acquire other rights, even if they haven't filed the trademark. So you want to stay far away from any usage in the same industry. Now, if somebody's doing something different. The, the whole, all the tests are based on what is a consumer confused from one business to another. So somebody's selling baked goods and you're doing, you know, uh, martial arts instructions or, you know, uh, use of force training or whatever, you, you know, that's not going to be a problem. So you, you don't have to think, think too hard about it. But if it is a similar field, you know, I always encourage people. It's, you know, there are bad names, but a good name doesn't make a good business. It's really just, Go get a decent name and run it really yeah. well and provide a great service. Marketers might disagree with that, but that, you know, we no, run it with I actually agree all the time. with you. 
I, I tell all my coaching clients all the time that, that are stuck on this sort of thing or are questioning, should I change my, my business name because I'm shifting my direction? And I tell everybody the name really doesn't matter, right? Once you, once you build a reputation, it doesn't really matter what the name is. People can call you red coffee mug and yeah. it, it really doesn't matter. You know, I mean, obviously you want to have a, a cool name that's recognizable and, and applicable to what you're doing, but I, you don't need to put as much emphasis on it as your gut tells you that it wants to. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think it's more fun and it, it can sometimes be like not ready to really take the leap, just kind of fit on with the fun part, you know, the logo and the name. So yeah. we'll just pick a name and go. Yeah. Cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit as far as the types of templates you have on drafted legal? What what is somebody going to see when they actually go there? What's available to them? And I got to ask just bluntly up front, because there are obviously, as you and I know, there are other people in this space, right? So like everybody thinks of legal zoom, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, hey, legal zoom, that's where I'm going to go, right? So what makes what you're providing different than legal zoom? Yeah, it's a really good question because um, if I can't answer that, we really shouldn't have a service. And there's a couple of things I think separate us. One w- would be just the sheer customer service. So we get to see kind of, unfortunately, the back end of some of the, the legal Zoom. So the customer service, we make sure that we give instruction. Uh, we do video instructions with all our videos, and then we're very available to answer questions. We're not their lawyer. You know, we have a separate law firm. But we want people to feel comfortable that they're in the right direction, not just totally like out there by themselves. Um, the other thing is just kind of the the fact that we're designed solely for business owners. And most of the agreements we've drafted that are up there started off with an actual client. So they're really, truly in the industry. So they're tailored to that actual industry. So like, if you're a pet walker, it's going to talk about liability from a pet needing to go to the the vet and, you you know, making sure the owner pays for that or biting someone. You know, if you're a consultant or a graphic designer, it's going to talk about intellectual property and those sort of things. Whereas we've seen some of the other ones in the past kind of have, you know, different names at the top, but really just a generic set of of clauses underneath. So I think those are some of the, you know, the big differences. We also set out like the a full package if you're in some of the industries that, that we have out there. So instead of guessing what you need, if you get the full bundle, we'll tell you what you need. It's like, hey, you need these seven documents and it'll include your website terms, and your privacy policy, you know, a non-disclosure and tells you exactly, you know, how to use those. And I'd say the last thing is that, you know, legal. So we file all of our LLCs within seven days. And LegalZoom, well, you know, you, you start or, you know, I don't mean to pick on them, but they're kind of, you know, the big head honcho and it's, it'll get filed within 30 days and then it's an upsell for quicker and then it's another upsell. And then they try to, you know, rope you into this registered agent, which is $250. You know, everybody likes that yeah. subscription they're just, model. They're just creating and it's more a total bogus thing to do for 99% of companies. It's, you know, like there's no, if you're the face of your business, you could just save, I mean, in four years, that's a thousand dollars. So, um, you know, we, we don't do any of the upsell. We're just trying to genuinely make sure the business owners are empowered to know what their documents say so that they use them and know how to protect themselves and also know how to create a fair agreement. That's the whole point 
And that's what creates good business relationships is when you have a good, straightforward, fair agreement. And then if someone doesn't do what they, they're supposed to, we've got protocols to call them on it. But it's not about sneaking this or that in there. It's about, yeah. hey, what's our handshake deal? You know, taking it back to the old handshake and just setting it up where you can enforce that handshake. And also we know what was meant in that handshake. So sometimes yeah. people get a little squirrely when you had a phone call and then there's a text message and then there's an email. So we try to encourage people to get it all in this one document, and set it up so you can put it in there so that if someone starts to balk on payment or the time when something's due, you know, or any other, you know, anything that was material to the deal, then you say, look, this is, you know, it was in here. This is, this is what you agreed to. And, and nine times out of 10, they'll um, comply. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing all that up, Wesley. It's funny that you mention it because um, your agreement, in fact, it sets the tone for your relationship with your customer or your client, right? Uh, I actually get comments from my clients on my agreement that I have them sign because when I had my attorney drafted, I said, hey, I want this to be lighthearted and I actually want to have fun with it. And so we tried to eliminate as much legal jargon as we could. And we kind of cracked some jokes throughout that agreement. You know, like in the end, we talked about how this is just like a parking ticket. You can't transfer it to anybody else. It's just it's just all about you, right? And so we kind of had a little bit of fun with it. But most importantly, what everybody comments on is that we have this section spelled out that says, this is not just about protecting us. It's about protecting you. And here's what here's what we assure that we can provide you. And if we fall short of that, then, you know, we need you to call us to, uh, to task on it. Right. And so um, I've had people comment on that and say that they appreciated that because it felt like it wasn't just a one sided thing. And so you're you're absolutely right. That that tone of an agreement is important uh, to put in place. So, yeah, I think that's excellent. Just one other just to touch on that is I think people are a little sour on terms because they're used to, you know, like Apple giving you their hundred million pages of terms of service. And it just is like it is what it is. You just got to deal with it. But in real, you know, the rest of our real life, this business to business stuff, it is about an actual building a trusting relationship. I'm signing yeah. up for things. You're signing up for things. And a bad one-sided agreement, you know, I, always, I tell my clients this all the time. I say, you want a good, fair agreement that's a good win for you. Don't get me wrong. But it also works for them or else they're going to figure out how to ruin it, you know, by doing a yeah, bad exactly. job or whatever, you know, like yep. maybe not illegally, but we'll they're just, you. they're not going to, yeah, they're going to sabotage it. So you want something that works and is fair so that you've got a good relationship. And then, you know what, they refer someone else to you and then it, it keeps going from there. So I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage everybody that's listening to the show to go check out Drafted Legal and you can just go to straight to draftedlegal.com and check that out. Or what you could do, and I would I would implore you to do is use our link, leo to ceo.com forward slash drafted legal. And that'll take you to the same place. And then you can use a coupon code that Wesley set up just for you guys, just for listeners of the show. Uh, and you just use uh, coupon code leo, the number two CEO, and that'll get you 10% off your order. And hey, you know what? Just just in the interest of disclosure, guys, um, that is an affiliate link. I do get a little bit of a commission from Wesley for that. But as you guys know, I don't run ads on this show. I have zero monetization strategy actually for this show. And so, you know, I do appreciate those uh, when you use the affiliate links that I share here on the show because uh, that, that just helps me uh, uh, continue to 
pay for my time and energy and, and the actual money that goes into bringing this podcast to you guys and putting out this material. So uh, I do appreciate that. So again, you can go to leo2ceo.com forward slash drafted legal and use coupon code leo2ceo to get 10% off. Wesley, do you have any closing thoughts for us before we head out? No, I'd say uh, thank you for having me and best of luck to uh, your audience. You know, I encourage people to kind of dive in. You know, I've been through all this business stuff before we started our own law firm, started this company. I run a nonprofit. I know um, it's a little, you know, more approachable for me, but I hopefully drafted legal will make you feel that same way is, is that it's empowering and you're able to just follow the steps laid out and feel good about it and go create a, you know, a passion project or uh, whatever this business means for you, whether it's increased freedom or financial resources or whatever. So best of luck to you. Um, they're, they're great journeys to go on these business, you know, business itches, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it comes with its challenges, but it's rewarding and it's a lot of fun all at the same time. So yeah, I uh, you're absolutely right. And guys, I want you to uh, keep an eye out on things here because, uh, you know, as, as some of you have heard me talk about, we're working on some uh, business kits, if you will, some business starter kits for LEO to CEO community members uh, that join to kind of get some some stuff to start off with, uh, like like proposals and and templates for different things to to get you started in your business, as well as the transition course that will be coming out here pretty soon, uh, available to everybody. And Wesley and I have have chatted about the possibility of collaborating on some of those things to bring him and and offer some stuff to you guys as well as potentially some. Uh, some stuff as part of that. So um, keep an eye out for that coming in the in the near future. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Wesley, it's great having you on. And uh, we'll be hearing more from you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.